Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today on CityCast Chicago, we're still not Silicon Valley, but Chicago's status as a place for startups continues to grow. The Chicago Innovation Awards are just one way startups get their products and ideas to the public. This month, Chicago Innovation gave the Up and Comer Award to a company called Joe and Bella. They're designing clothes for customers the fashion world often ignores. We talked to the company's co-founder, Jimmy Zolo. It's Wednesday, November 30th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. Zolo sat down with our lead producer, Carrie Shepard. Jimmy, welcome to CityCast Chicago. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. Jimmy... Who are Joe and Bella? So it's it's a bit of a long story. Um, back in 2012, my grandfather was living with Parkinsonia dementia. My grandmother was in a wheelchair. And although they had 24-7 in-home care, it just wasn't safe enough for them to stay home. And we had to make the last-minute decision to move them into a memory care community just outside of Chicago. It was Christmas Eve. And the care community we were moving on into had about a a skeleton crew that night. And as we're getting a tour of the community, every emotion is going through our head of, is this the right place for them? Is this the right time? Are they going to have friends? Are they going to have the right food? Are they going to have the right level of care? Mm. And with that, as we're getting a tour, two residents of the care community jump in line with us and slowly start taking over the tour and they're pointing out things they're sort of making fun of us to a degree and it was hysterical <laughs> like just like joking with you not making fun of un- just kind of jiving with you yeah so, just yeah, having yeah. having a fun back and forth and you know poking fun at the new guys and it was it was amazing <laughs> and yeah. that was Joe and Bella and they were two widowed holocaust survivors who met later in life who had this amazing perspective of life um which to me was always the most incredible thing. Bella lost her entire family uh, at the Dachau concentration camps in Nazi Germany. And yet um, she was so joyful and Mm. happy to help. And it was just the most amazing thing. So we named our company after them. And they stayed in your lives, right? They were sort of part of your life because of your grandfather. They, they, they ended up being a huge part. They, From that day forward, they had every single meal with my grandfather. They uh, essentially were adopted grandparents. They came over for Mother's Day and Father's Day and Thanksgiving and birthdays and everything in between. Your grandfather has since passed, though, right? Right. So my, my grandfather passed uh, several years ago. I'm sorry, because you were obviously very close. I alluded to this in the intro of like making clothes in a different way. The technical term is adaptive apparel. I'm not sure people probably know what that is. So explain what adaptive apparel means. I don't think it's the best name for an industry. Hopefully we'll find a better one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
But adaptive apparel is simply clothes that have some sort of alteration to make dressing safer, faster, easier, and more dignified. So the parallel is look, look at baby clothes and, and how well designed those are, where there are zippers and snaps and magret, magnets and Velcro and all these little alterations that just make things easier on the parent. Now we're finally looking at making similar styles for older adults, but doing so in a modern way that is fashion forward, that looks like and feels like the clothes that they've always worn, uh, but mm. just makes it so that dressing isn't so darn painful every time or so stigmatizing every single time in case they need assistance from a caregiver or care partner. What does that literally look like? You've got two products out currently. So explain what those products look like for the people wearing them. A absolutely. So our first two products are both pairs of pants. One we call Care Zips. The other is our Everyday Freedom Pant. Um, both pants have side zippers from the hip down to about the knee. And the Care Zips actually has a third zipper underneath the pants uh, that sort of wraps around the crotch. And these pants are specifically designed for individuals living with incontinence. So, so about 80% of individuals that develop dementia will be incontinent at some point in their life. It's the number one reason why someone would move on into a care community or senior care community of some type. Yet it is a topic incontinence that a lot of folks don't really want to talk about. And because it's not talked about, there's not a lot of product design and innovation happening in that space. Makes sense, yeah. So, so, so it was a place we wanted to start, and, and we did so really simply with zippers and snaps that make changing an incontinence breathe really fast, really safe, really easy, but the pants look like Lululemon pants, and the fabric is premium, and it's got a modern fit and style and colors. How much are they? I didn't. How much does each pair of pants cost? So right now the Carezips retail for eighty, and the Freedom Pant retail for eighty-eight. So less, technically less than Lululemon pants. So when did you first, Jimmy? You have this personal connection with your grandparents making this change in life, but when did you first notice, realize, understand that the clothes were not designed for people with cognitive or physical, you know, disabilities? So it, it, it happened during the pandemic. My grandmother was still living in a memory care community outside of Chicago. And like everybody else, we, we were totally locked out. Um, and at the time she was living with some cognitive change. So, so being able to call her up wasn't really an option. We had tried visiting uh, from a distance where we would be about 10 feet outside of her window, but that actually caused more trouble than that than it, than it was worth. Confusion but and stuff, yeah. He, exactly. We were getting questions. Why, why, why won't you just come inside right. and talk to me? And it just, it just wasn't working. So we, we went to FaceTime and a caregiver at the community, we would call her phone and we'd be able to FaceTime with my grandmother. And it was during one of these calls, my grandmother was cold. So the caregiver was helping her to put on a sweater. And my grandmother dropped an F-bomb. <laughs> <laughs> she was in such a significant level of pain from just having to move her arm back to get in the sleeve that it drove her to swear. And so I went online to say, all right, what, what is out there that could make dressing easier for my grandmother so she doesn't have to go through this every single day? Clothing should not be something that is limiting. Aging is already incredibly unfair. 
we might as well make clothes that's beautiful yet functional so older adults can retain their identity as they're going through these significant mo- mobility, motor, and cognitive changes. No one wants to think about getting old. That's the reality. And you sort of said this is we're already unfair to the aging population. Are we an ageist society? We're, we're incredibly ageist. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It's, it's unfortunate. So, so just in this space, for example, um, there have been a lot of startups over the past five years that have received venture-backed funding to create adaptive apparel. We are the only one that are making products for older adults. 10,000 Americans turn 70 every single day, two-thirds of whom have a disability, and two-thirds of that number have multiple disabilities. And um, look, I've got plenty of stories of, of, of meeting with investors or potential partners and have them say shocking uh, ageist statements about who we are serving and why we're serving them. Like what? What do they say? So I, I, had, I had one VC tell me that they weren't interested because our customer was going to die too quickly for them. Wow, that's direct. It was unfortunate. Um, but the the fact is that because that bias, whether conscious or not, exists, products for older adults are often ignored and passed over for something that's shiny for younger adults in this country. Let's move to the business side of this because this is a this is a business story too, right? You know, you won the Chicago Innovation Award for Up and Comer. What does winning that award mean for the company? What do you, I mean to put it bluntly? What do you get with that award? <laughs> uh, as part of being winners and being recognized uh, among some other incredible brands, we we get meetings with JB Pritzker. We get meetings with 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 Mayor Lightfoot. We meet with their teams and get to ask them for help and share with them our stories, what we're building, and come to them with a very specific act, ask of what can you do to help our business grow with, within Chicago, within the state of Illinois, so we can grow, be successful, and bring more jobs here. Um, so that's that's the goal, is they want to get behind these Chicago startups in a really meaningful way, and we're, we're, we're pretty thrilled about that opportunity. For people who don't understand the startup world, is there a rough number that you could share that would mean financial success for Joe and Bella? What I would say is for folks in the startup world that come with a number in mind and say, hey, we need $10 million in revenue or $20 million in revenue, and that would be success for us, um, I would say they're missing the point of starting a business. And, and what I mean by that is uh, w- when you start a business, you start with the goal. And the goal is not financial. It's not an exit. It's not going public. It's not. The, the, for us, our goal is we look at things like how many care communities across the country can we partner with? Right now, we've got about 250 independent memory care communities that we've partnered with, which is really exciting. So can we get that? Our, our goal is to get that number to about 3,000 over time. But you need money to make money, right? We, we, have, we, have, we of course, need money. I, I would say one parallel that we look at, so I guess to, 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 to give some perspective, is, is a company called Figs. Figs makes really beautiful modern nursing scrubs. 
And in Figs' first few years in business, the first three years, they had roughly a hundred K in total revenue. And and for those on the outside, I'm sure many would look at that and say, hey, this this isn't gonna work. But those founders knew that they had something based upon the reaction that they were getting from the people that they served. Well, about five years later, Figs was doing over $350 million in annual revenue. Their market cap, had, they had been publicly traded. Their market cap blew to about $4.4 billion at one point. So this is, you know, we're saying all these terms, VC, venture capitalist, startup, everything. You know, is Chicago, is it a, considered a good place to have a startup, to start your to launch your idea? So statistically, uh, it, it, Chicago claims to be the fourth best city for startups in this country. And I, I know that because I just saw I just saw Mayor Lightfoot speak about that at the Chicago Innovation Award. So she, she claims that Chicago is the fourth best city to start up in Chicago. What I can say is, in my experience, this is my second business starting in Chicago, there has been no lack of resources available to us, no lack of mentors, no lack of potential employees, no lack of potential funding. Um, I think that's easier for someone like me who is not looking to build out a massive tech team and tech infrastructure where, where you might be forced to go to the coast a little bit more. What I can also say is when you look at the last recession in this city, what came out of that was Braintree and Groupon and Grubhub and Trunk Club and several others uh, that sort of brought in this unbelievable wave of innovation in the city that was unparalleled um, from a tech perspective. Now, post-COVID, I absolutely expect to see the same thing happen. So don't run to the coast just yet. No. Jimmy Zolo is the co-founder and president of Joe and Bella, which is an adaptive apparel company. Jimmy, thank you so much and congratulations on your award. Thank you so much for having me. It was great meeting you. I really appreciate it. Before we let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. Make sure you check where you park tonight. Some of the city's overnight parking bans go into effect tomorrow morning from 3 to 7 a.m. Now, if your car gets towed, you're looking at a minimum of $235 in fines. Yeah, check the link below for which streets are impacted. The Bulls are in the middle of a six-game road trip when they take on the Phoenix Suns tonight. We got our fingers crossed on that one. And the Hawks are at home tonight against the Oilers, trying to end a seven-game losing streak. For more stories, including a Jefferson and Portage Park neighborhood guy, and plus a chance to win some CityCast swag, head over to our daily newsletter, Hey Chicago, at chicago.citycast.fm, or... It's probably already in your inbox as of 6 a.m. this morning. And some good news to get you through. The Chicago Kids Company, Mrs. Claus, the holiday musical, is celebrating 23 years on the stage when it opens today at the Beverly Arts Center and it runs through Christmas. Tickets are $15 and they're selling fast, so get yours now. As always, we appreciate you for listening. I'm going to talk to you tomorrow. Peace. I think that's the intro. The outro is like, I don't remember. Let us try it one more time.